0: You, me, and HIFMB, stories of science and the sea. Hello everybody and welcome to the next episode of the HIFMB podcast. This one is all about science communication. We have Gemma Martinez-Mendes from Spain and Rebecca Borges from Brazil as our guests. They both uh, work on a science communication project called Once Upon a Time. It's a collection of different fairy tales about different uh, scientific projects or different scientific studies that are then told in a fairy tale setting. So the second edition of their fairy tale collection book has just launched or has, has launched recently, and they're very keen to do a third one. So maybe if you want to be involved in the third edition of these fairy tale, scientific fairy tales, maybe give them an email. They'll be keen to work with you, I'm sure. And without further ado, I give you Rema and Rebecca. Okay everybody, hi and welcome to the next episode of the HFMB podcast and today uh, it's all about science communication with Gemma and Rebecca. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. (laughs) So you, um, we we were just talking uh, before the recording about what you consider yourself and it's a bit complicated I think or or a bit complex.
1: Yeah, I can start because I think uh, in my case it's less complex than Mm -hmm. in Rebecca's case. (laughs) (laughs) So I will go for, for the easy part, saying that I am a marine scientist, because my bachelor is called marine sciences indeed, Yeah. and then I have been working in marine sciences, although in the past, for, for most of my career, mm-hmm. until I started here as scientific coordinator.
0: Have you always worked on marine um, things? Yeah, on yeah. marine things. Yeah. Okay, marine scientist.
2: <laughs> marine scientist it is. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, in my case, I mean, I'm still like trying to find out what I am. <laughs> yeah. Until very recently, I was telling you I just called myself a marine ecologist. Mm-hmm. Also, because it sounds, I guess, easier to understand, or even like a marine biologist when I'm talking to people that are not, you know, from from the areas. So yeah, yeah, I I'm do a the marine same. biologist, and yeah, usually people love to hear that. You yeah. know, like <laughs> a marine biologist, like oh, I've always wanted to be a marine biologist. Yes, exactly. Like yeah. People immediately identify with the term, and it sounds easy to understand and you know yeah I know what you mean yeah but <laughs> when it comes to like I don't know reflecting about it and it's it's a tough cookie I have been thinking about it a lot and <laughs> I mean I started out I have like this uh, background this training in biology right so like hardcore natural sciences that's a bachelor's is it yeah, yeah okay a bachelor's so Biological sciences—it was called—and you know, like very a lot of statistics—and you know, mm-hmm. along the way, I worked with some algorithms and software, and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I always thought of myself as a biologist. But recently, actually, since the PhD, I've been trying to move like towards social sciences, yeah. and especially towards geography. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I, I might say that I'm, I mean, like Kim, Kim says that everyone can be a geographer. So <laughs> <laughs> maybe there's still the hope for me that I'm going to be a geographer one day. Oh, I don't know if I can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But definitely like trying to be interdisciplinary. Mm-hmm. Although I do think that the the real potential in interdisciplinarity is when you can do that in a group, like in a team. Of, yeah, you exactly. You know, like an interdisciplinary project. So yeah. that's really fascinating. But we as individual researchers, we can try to move towards that. Which is where the science communication podcast. comes yes. in. <laughs>
0: Um but, uh, but first of all, I just noticed that this is the first time we are recording with two people in the room, so the slightly more Portuguese sounding or Brazilian sounding <laughs> voice is Rebecca and the Spanish sounding voice is Emma, yeah. so um, maybe to keep track of this. Uh, yeah.
1: Interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: All right. Uh, so let's let's get into your project. You've got this really interesting project called Once Upon a Time. Um, a Scientific fairy tale. Yes. So, a scientific <laughs> fairy tale. Yes. Full to, name. <laughs> so yeah, give us the inside scoop. What is it? It's
1: I I, I find it super interesting. Is it science communication project mm-hmm. as as you mentioned? So it started in two thousand sixteen mm-hmm. um, as part of a competition from Business in Dialogue, Science in Dialogue. Yeah. Uh, that. That's an initiative from the Bundesministerium for Bildung, BMBF, Bildung und Forschung. Yeah, so uh, the, the
0: oh, German
1: Ministry for, for...
2: Education and Research.
1: Yeah, that's, that's right. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, in 2016, 2017, it was the Meres und Oceane year, the year mm. so the Seas and Oceans year. Mm-hmm. And there was this competition that was called Show Your Science, in mm-hmm. which... Scientists were encouraged to develop projects to communicate about what they do.
0: Um,
1: Some people at the Marum, where I was working at the time, came with the idea of writing stories with some scientific content. Mm -hmm. Initially, they thought for children, and then they got the feedback from the agency, "Ah, everybody's doing things for children, do you want to move a bit broader? And then they thought, okay, then let's do something with the idea that Adults read the stories together with the children, so Mm -hmm. that both can learn about it. And then I joined in 2017, when the project was granted as part of the competition.
0: Okay, but it it wasn't always fairy tales, was it? It was like any story to to communicate your science?
1: Yeah, I mean, fairy tale, uh, the name was chosen because everybody can
0: relate relate to, to
1: that. At some point, we realized maybe the the name is not ideal because it may sound also like mocking. Oh, does the, it? The, the, the science maybe in a in a well a scientific fairy tale like oh, is it true? Is it not? True? Oh yeah, I didn't but, think about this. But but, but it was <laughs> <Me neither. laughs> uh, simply the the idea of a fairy tale is every kind of popular story that mm-hmm. can be tell uh, by boys. Right. Okay. Uh, it doesn't necessarily need to be written like mm-hmm. like thinking of the Green brothers and, and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, and when did you join, Rebecca?
2: So I was invited at the end of 2017. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess maybe one or two years after the, the project started yeah. by a colleague, Celia Santos, she wrote to me, she's from Portugal, and she said, oh, we need help with the Portuguese translation team. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and she told me about the project and I thought it was it was just fascinating. Like um, I, I actually, I had never heard, I have to say, anything was very new. Mm-hmm. And I already knew some people that were in the project Dharma and I was very excited to join. So yeah. I immediately said yes, yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> was it always
0: supposed to run for, for this long or was it like capped? at, at like... No,
1: it, it, it was meant to to run for this competition phase. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was granted 2016 and it's very good that you mentioned Dharma because we should credit here the, the original people starting it. Mm-hmm. Dharma Reyes, Sandy Bonner. Ger Jansen, Paula, Mendoza, Hadar, Hadar, El-Sajif, Pamela, Roussel Cartes, uh, those were like the the core people, Vicente, Durán... uh, Where are they all based?
0: All at Marum?
1: Back in the days they they were, most of them at the Marum, Uh, Pamela was here at the ICBM, Mm -hmm. Uh, Hadar was part at the Marum, part at Haifa University in Israel. Oh, okay. So, so those were like the, the core people who, who developed the idea, and then people starting joining, um, taking different roles. Yeah, maybe in, uh, we, with we the, within the project.
0: Yeah, we've said Marum so many times now. What is it? Uh, just... Marum
1: is the center for environmental marine sciences. Yeah. Uh, at the Bremen University. Yeah. Okay.
0: Okay. And what is your specific individual involvement in, in all of this? Maybe we can start with Rebecca.
2: Yeah, sure. So, as I said, I I joined specifically the Portuguese translation team. Mm -hmm. So, my first effort was, or the first test was, let's translate the stories that we already have. I think by then, I think the first book was already published or it was like in the pipeline. Mm -hmm. But, so the the three first languages are usually English, German, and Spanish. Mm -hmm. And the idea is that we expand from there to other languages. So, the Portuguese team said, okay, Portuguese time. (laughs) Let's do this. And yeah, so that's what I did. Um, and after translating, so after we were done, I actually thought, okay, maybe I can write a story. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> so, so the stories, yeah.
0: Okay, right. So at first you just translated somebody else's stories, and yeah. n- now you're doing your own. Exactly. Yeah. I already right. did. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> done, done, done. So yeah, so it was great experience. And like you know, when you're translating, you're reading the stories, and you're like, wow, that's so exciting. Maybe I can write one myself <laughs> yeah
0: how, how long are they like on average
2: i mean they're supposed to be very short yeah um, mm-hmm. yeah
1: maybe 10 pages something that okay. you may read aloud in 20 minutes and yeah. an
0: hour. and and what's it like is it like a, like an actual little fairy tale story like grim brothers yeah yeah you With... didn't read any of them <laughs> 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 no no, no. Yeah. I, wanted the, I wanted the full experience here yeah <laughs>
1: Yeah, uh, there 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 was free style, so they are everybody very could, could choose how okay. to write.
0: So so it's totally up to the author. Yeah, yeah, yeah they
2: yeah. are very, very different. Like we have some that are, you know, like poetry, you know, that's yeah, you know, mm-hmm. like poems and we have some that are a bit longer, some that are a bit shorter, some that have, you know, a narrator and basically just a narrator, some that have actual characters that are talking, the characters are sometimes animals or yeah, (laughs) people
0: and then they're all bound in a book yes and sold Uh, or given away uh, or
1: no the 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 books are in in the uh, we made we had a lot of support from from marum all the time so Mm -hmm. we have a space there in the website where the the books are uploaded as pdf and Mm -hmm. can be downloaded uh, for free and then at some point we also did our own website to to have a bit more freedom and more easy access to change contents or or include things Mm -hmm. and the books are also there as pdf to to be downloaded freely and we are in conversation with a printer in bremen i I just phoned him this morning indeed Um, hopefully that will be coming soon that we will be able to buy the, the books at cost price, mm. so we don't want to, to make any any, any win, yeah. and they will be print on demand.
0: Okay, and and yeah, what's what's your individual involvement? You in the Spanish team or
1: no? I I joined quite from the beginning yeah. in two thousand seventeen, and I, I just wanted to write a story, mm-hmm. and then uh, I become I became more and more involved because, yeah. You, we're jumping a bit back and forth, but uh, yeah. I'm going to make a small parenthesis before you ask uh, whether we were thinking that it will be this long, the project. Mm-hmm. So we started within this competition uh, of science and dialogue, and that was for a year. So yeah. there we really had a hard deadline when we have to submit uh, a product. Okay. And because of that, uh, I, I became more and more involved because I was maybe a bit of the seniors in, in the group and mm-hmm. I was seeing um, if we don't push it a bit harder, we are not gonna make it. Yeah. And in kind of natural way, I, I became part of the coordination team and, and then I stay in that role mm-hmm. for, for a second round. So after we finished the first book, that was f- for the competition, And we have our three languages, and we won one of the prizes of the competition. Oh yeah, congrats! Uh, And then we were very enthusiastic, uh, and we have the the newcomers, like Rebecca, joining for translating, but then Mm -hmm. getting motivated to write a story, and then we thought, okay, let's go for a second round. And that's why the the project got uh, extended, Uh, and for the second round we got money from a Spanish association of researchers in Mm -hmm. Germany. I presented the the project in one of our symposiums, uh, uh, and they were like, cool. school <laughs> uh, are you continuing well we're trying but you know we don't have money now we we'll give you money write a proposal yeah <laughs> oh really nice yeah uh, and that's how we could produce the the second book that we also released in February last year
0: yeah sweet and and do, do you know how, how long it's going to be funded for or uh,
1: so, so the, the, the funding was a certain amount of money that we could freely use oh I see okay, so, right. so we allocated a, and that was also part of my role so I, I stay as main coordinator of the project and managing the, the budget like okay we really need someone who checks the language at, yeah, at right. the end uh, then contracting that people how much does it cost mm-hmm. many scientists in the second round uh, didn't write stories but made illustrations so mm-hmm. then we could save money on paying illustrators that that was a bit chunk of the money for for the first book.
0: Yeah, what's more expensive? The writers themselves or the illustrations? The
1: the, the writers are for free because oh, right, okay, s- right. scientists? Yeah. Um some of them were thinking, oh we're doing this uh, for free and it's like well you can also think of it as, as part of your job as scientist. Yes. Of course at the end yeah. publications will count more in your CV uh, than this, but hopefully no, there will that's... be a, a time when uh of scientists will be seen in a bit more broader way than yeah, not exactly. only the number of Maybe that's an interesting discussion there.
2: Because <laughs> Emma just said, oh yeah, you know, you don't get paid, you're a scientist. And it's just like, well, <laughs> we're kind of used to that now, right? It's just like, well, you don't get paid, you're a scientist. So we end up like accumulating all these tasks that are kind of bundled together. as like the job of a scientist and yeah, yeah could, you know, range from like writing a paper to doing admin work mm. and yeah i guess it's it it is a bit problematic because we as hema said like we actually i mean we're producing this very interesting material but sometimes not all the time but sometimes it really counts is you know publications and how many publications you have so yeah
0: but do you have a feeling that it's maybe changing like that the weight uh, that is given to to science communication is, is getting more now and that it's actually encouraged
1: I really have the feeling it is changing, yeah. but we are not there yet. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, so when I said uh, the writers were for free because we are we were anyway paid as scientists, yeah. I mean it in a good way, mm-hmm. in the good way that yes. scientists should be encouraged and appreciated for also taking some of the working time to do these things. Mm-hmm. At the end, most of us were doing this a little bit in our working time, but mostly in our free time because we had the... We had, or we fell, or we were in this this bubble of pressure of, ah, but uh, I need to publish papers, otherwise I don't get the, the next position. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, Even for the second book, uh, I did most of the things during my unemployment time when I was waiting for an advanced training that I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So that was, in a way lucky at the end because then uh, I had something that kept me busy uh, and active uh, and so on, and I could really invest a lot of time in the project and really push it to, to finish the, the second book. Yeah. Because since we didn't have this hard deadline, like with the first book, then mm. it was a bit more diluted and many of the scientists were also moving to other positions, so it was really more difficult than, than the first one to, yeah. to really get it, and there I, I realized how much time you actually invest when, when you are not doing that parallel to other things but I was doing that from morning to, to evening like this is a full time job. Yeah right. I mean not maybe all the time so intense because there are moments that you you have a lot to do, the moments <laughs> where you are waiting for things to, to happen or getting things back to to read, to correct, to to whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah since then every time I have the opportunity I say uh, I hope that Soon, uh, scientists will be appreciated more in a broader sense and yeah. not only on the publication output, but yeah. also on other.
0: There might also yeah. be an explanation for why science is so slow, because they're doing so, or we are doing so many jobs yeah. on yeah. the side. Yeah,
2: we have a lot on our plates, you know? yeah. yeah, but I agree with him. I think we're moving towards that, mm-hmm. but yeah, it is going a bit slow and I think we need to push. I mean i see a few initiatives or a few institutes like i think hfmb is great at that i have to <laughs> say yeah, like yeah. encouraging you um to to do that kind of work and even having like paid positions <laughs> yeah. that are directly related to that but yeah we still have a long way to go but i agree with him i think we're going there
0: mm-hmm. yeah. excellent and for so the the plan going forward with it now is the second book is is published and ready and and that's it or what's the plan going forward <laughs>
2: uh, I, yeah. no, no, I mean, <laughs> I, know, I was just checking the website today and i i saw that that i mean the the three languages that i mentioned like english um german and spanish they are ready so mm-hmm. they can be downloaded the second book for the other languages i did see french so i see those mm-hmm. the, the the french translation team is just really amazing <laughs> 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 they did a great job our team is still i think we are finalizing like really the the very last details but we are we are done with the, the the translation themselves it's just like a matter now of um design and what is it called like to to make everything fit nicely you know with the yeah, illustrations the t- sort of the last t- t- stage. T- t- stage yeah something yeah like it's a the part that i'm not directly involved yeah. with um but that should be the the stage where we are at right now and hopefully the portuguese translation of the second book i mean the first book has been translated in many many languages if you check the web page what do we have like French, Portuguese, Chinese, I mean, Italian? Yeah, Filipino. Filipino.
0: Too many languages. So many languages. Because the, yeah. the
2: team was so diverse. Maybe something that we didn't really mention, but like the people um that have been that you know were uh involved and maybe are not in more right now, but just passed <laughs> through the project I mean th- they were so diverse from a lot of countries, like yeah. everywhere. So we have people from Brazil from Mexico, from Spain, from Israel from Italy, from France from from the Philippines I don't know. <laughs> How big is the team?
0: Roughly?
1: has been around 30 people. Oh, right. So yes. so few of the people from the first round stay for the second round also because of moving mobility mm-hmm. in academia yeah. uh, or because realizing well, this was really a lot of work <laughs> 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 and maybe I cannot afford it again at this moment of, yeah. of my career yeah absolutely so so yeah there, there are these two 30 people groups more or less great and um, for
0: like maybe maybe getting a bit more into into what you do what what is your individual storytelling style or, or what what are the stories you've written
1: so for me for the first book i did try to do this fairy tale mm-hmm. style and in deep Indeed, I, I pick up a, a well known fairy tale story or the characters of, of a well known fairy tale story. Uh, I pick up the Bremen uh, town musicians mm-hmm. because I thought this is a way to, to get the, the people, at least in Bremen uh, and abroad as well, because it, it is a well known story, more in touch with the, with the story. Um, and then uh, my star, um, my inspiration a bit for, for the story, it was Rike Prange at the Marun, at the communications office. He gave us a, a workshop about to, to help us a bit with the writing thing. And she was saying, like, the first sentence is so important. There, you, you really need to pay attention. And I thought about my favorite first sentence, that is Don shot. <coughs> Uh, in a place in La Mancha, and blah, 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 yeah. blah. And then I was like, ah, in a place in Bremen, uh, Bremen, town musicians, climate change, sea level rise. <laughs> and from there, I, I, I developed the, the story. Okay. And for the second one, I don't really remember. I, I, I clearly remember that I was in my living room <laughs> and I had been doing a lot of work, uh, reading the stories of, of, of the other people for the second book. I'm mm-hmm. feeling, oh, I don't have idea for, an idea for this second book. Yeah. And I don't know how. I started to, to think about something funny, about a paleo proxy, a proxy something that you use to to learn about something that you cannot directly measure. Mm-hmm. And it is a funny proxy because it's poo of an animal. Yeah, and, and this animal is also a funny animal because it looks like a rat. What is it? What, what's it called? Uh, it is called ratifante. No, ratifante <laughs> It's the it's the name that some friends of of my of me and myself we gave it when we were in Namibia in holidays. Right. because it looks like a rat, but okay. they are more related to elephants than <laughs> to rodents. So that's well, we call it ratifante. Yeah. Uh, and and from the poo of these animals, they they, they always poo in the same place. So mm-hmm. so they, it is piling up. So at the end you have a, a column of poo That's crazy. That, that will also tell you about the food, all these generations yeah. of,
0: yeah, they have, they of nicely uh, for you. <laughs> yeah, of little
1: <laughs> animals used to used to eat. Uh, it is uh, calling English rock hyrax
0: Mhm. Rock. Rock, rock hyrax Okay, yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and that was your second yeah. story? Yeah, uh, and, like
1: that, and that was my, my second story, that it was like the animal narrating in a funny way how they <laughs> poo, or, or <laughs> how they like to poo. And, and is
0: that research you've done personally?
1: No, I haven't done it personally, okay. but indeed I met some scientists that do that in, in South Africa, and yeah. my PhD was uh, about the ocean circulation uh, around South Africa. Okay. And, and actually I actually emailed the guy, like, hey, can you check that I'm not saying anything wrong here in, yeah. in this story? Uh, and he was also very excited about the the story, like, oh, and I like the name Ratifante. Yeah. <laughs> Will you sit in my scientific paper. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sounds, sounds super yeah. interesting. Wow. Yeah, yeah so, so at the end, professional writers, they, they say that there is no inspiration, there is hard work, like sitting there in front of the blank piece of paper yeah. uh, and write and write. <laughs> For me, not being a professional writer, I do need this kick of inspiration uh, somehow. And that comes o- also often when discussing with people, with interacting, uh, and then gets, one idea
2: pops up, and then they are
0: moves. That's a good point, yeah. very good exactly. point. Yeah. And what were you, Rebecca?
2: <laughs> yeah, I guess, uh, yeah, just what Hema was saying, like I wanted to do something that related to my work. Yeah. So at the time I was doing my PhD um, in Brazil, I still work there. Actually, I still do my research there. <laughs> so in where is it in Brazil? In North Brazil, on the Amazon coast, okay. in the state of Para, mm-hmm. where the paranuts come from. Oh, <laughs> <all right. laughs> okay. yeah, more, more, you you, you only English. get the, yeah, um, Brazil nuts. They're Bra- oh, right. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. But but the German word, you can actually know which state in Brazil they come <laughs> from. I find that very interesting. Yeah. Um, Actually, they're not just from there, but mainly from there. I have no idea it's because of the state. Yeah. (laughs) So there's a state in Brazil called Pará, how we say it. And that's where I do my my research. That's where I did my PhD and I'm still working there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so this place is like full of these beautiful mangrove forests, you know, and, and they are just amazing. And I felt like I had to write a story that, you know, was about the mangroves and the animals that live there. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's what I did. I mean, we did have a few workshops in Den about mm-hmm. like writing and storytelling. So that was also a bit inspiring. And of course, I had already translated all these stories, I mean, together with the rest of the team. But, mm-hmm. you know, I was really inspired at the time. I said, okay, I can do this. It can be much harder than writing an academic paper, right? <laughs> well, <laughs> we can circle back to that, but I can tell you that. At least this one took much, much longer than any scientific paper that I have <laughs> written so far. All right. <laughs> yes, I was actually, I, I was checking again, like the, you know, the history of my online doc and when I created the doc and, and I actually had the last edit. So I created, so I started writing in May, 2018. Okay. And I think the English version was ready just shortly after the, the book was published in February, 2021. Oh, wild. So, okay. yeah, so it was like, two and a half or maybe three years in the making of the story. It's a lot of effort going into that. It's a lot of effort. So yeah, like Hema was saying, maybe there are people that can just sit down and, you know, get mm. like, I don't know where they get, they get the inspiration from, but <laughs> I mean, we were inspired by our own work or the work of people yeah. uh, that were close to us, but still it's like, you have to think about, okay, who will be the characters and, you know, mm. and, and I have to say one interesting thing about Once Upon a Time is that we get so much feedback <laughs>
0: Do you? Okay. Yeah. So
2: for example when you publish uh or when you submit a paper, you usually get like two or three reviewers, right? Mm-hmm. So that is already intense. Yeah. I think for this story I had at least five people oh, geez. looking okay. at it. And from from
0: all le- all, all scientists or all?
2: like anyone that was involved in the project could actually give okay. feedback. Mm-hmm. So That's mainly great. from Hema, Hadar and it was like Manfred towards the end, right? Like he oh, he did like the final sort of editing
1: yeah and Denise uh, Denise also also, uh, yeah she anyone
2: in the project could do it so Mm -hmm. and I also have to say um, I started on my own but then somewhere along the line I realized okay I need help (laughs) yeah so I got a colleague a really good friend uh, Guilherme Abuchala. he joined as a Mm co-author and he really uh, helped me like shape the story improve it you know like change the characters change the plot so Okay. The, the story turned out very different than what I wrote, yeah. but but much better. Yeah, are you happy with it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm very happy with it now, but it was a very hard and long process and yep. I had no idea. <laughs> Maybe if I knew I wouldn't have done it. <laughs> yeah,
0: where were the challenges for you in, in writing this?
2: Yeah, I guess like not being a professional um, storyteller. like storyteller yeah. or, yeah. you know, like writing for children. Cause That is something that we talked about these workshops that we had it's not the same as writing a a paper Mm -hmm. it's very different like the language is very different and and, you know you have to tell a story you have to think about the the target audience which is so hard because we're writing a story and we're like oh my gosh i have no idea who's going to read it and uh you know how much I have to explain certain concepts. Mm-hmm. We actually always after the stories we have a, a session called like Do you want to know more? Would you like to know more? So we explain, which is really nice about the the short stories that we have really scientific concepts like what is a protected area,
1: mm-hmm.
2: what are mangroves, and yeah. But you know in the story itself you have to think about okay the plot, you know it has to be interesting but it cannot be super complicated. You know I'm not going to talk about like all the possible you know like factors related to the creation of protected area mm-hmm. and the regulations and mes for children even though we also met adults but so <laughs> that was the hardest part i have to say to think about something that was interesting that was accurate that is also very very hard to do yeah, like that, it doesn't matter how much you try to you know make it simple it still has to be scientifically accurate yeah so that is so hard i have to say
0: how, how do you gauge the level of detail like whenever i i even write a twitter summary for my papers it's like okay this isn't as detailed as i would like it but how do you w- when do you know it's still accurate technically it's it's a super h- hard uh, target to hit i think it's
2: really hard i guess that's yeah. where the feedback comes in yeah, and yeah it's very yeah, important because like, right, okay. you have other people uh, reading it and then they even for example so Uh, my co-author he's also like a marine biologist Mm -hmm. also working on mangroves. so you know whenever I said something oh maybe you know that's oversimplified or you know you're simplifying so much that it's just not accurate anymore Yeah. so or maybe you can say it differently so that it still makes sense but it's less complicated Um, (laughs) yeah it was it's I mean I'm not sure if I found like the the right balance I have to say (laughs) I hope I did but I guess you learn along the way so that's like the nice part about the whole thing you yeah. learn and maybe the second story that i write will take maybe just one or two years <laughs> <laughs>
0: are you happy with the uh, with the portuguese version or happier with the english versions
2: oh so i actually started with the portuguese version that's right. something that we discussed during these workshops like maybe try to write first in your own like your native language so mm-hmm. and also my my story specifically had some 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 poetry sort of mm-hmm. so that was that that was Hard even in Portuguese, but of course it was easier in Portuguese than in English. Yeah, so Yeah, so I did that and then I had to translate everything into English, which was very hard <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. and then I got all the feedback in English yeah. and After the even after the book was published, then I took the story onto the translation team And then we had it translated back into Portuguese Wild. And that was intense. Yeah,
1: that's also one of the reasons why that really takes that long because you You are m- more capable of freely developing your ideas in your native language at mm-hmm. least for something that is not scientific related so for something scientific related I think uh, I will harder more in spanish than than in English Okay. and then you translate it to English so that the the whole the full team can read it mm-hmm. uh, and then you get all the feedback. So then you start working with the English version. So at some point you, you need to go back to your original original language, uh, yeah. and that makes the the, the process a, a, a bit longer. Absolutely, But yeah, it's yeah. the the best way we, we can do it at the at yeah. the moment because mm-hmm. for, for this really getting into the flow of writing nicely uh, and for for the general public, yeah, your mother language is and, and, and easier.
2: Yeah, yeah. Again, like we're not doing that alone, right? We have this awesome team like giving us feedback and helping with the translation all our translations get like reviewed at least by one of us like mm-hmm. another person so i never translate alone and then we have it also professionally revised like by people that are you know at least like researchers like in the area of like linguistics so mm-hmm. they actually check that for you if everything is sound and
0: that's
2: cool. great so so you, you you feel a bit more confident that yeah like maybe it's not perfect but you yeah, know, absolutely you have a yeah, lot yeah of people to back you up yeah, yeah. yeah even in, in your
1: mother language you, you make mistakes because mm-hmm. you you don't you don't use that all the time. Absolutely, or or, yeah. or, or we're not professional are writers <laughs> so.
0: I'm the worst at it. I, I can't communicate my science accurately in German. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. But yeah speaking of German you, you, you both speak very, very good German and, and also like I with with this once upon a time um, storytelling thing, you, you also did some stuff yeah. in German. Right.
2: Yeah, we did. Yeah, in the Recent last last, last time
1: together.
0: Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, true. In June, it wasn't <laughs> yeah. too long ago. Yeah. 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 What was
0: that?
1: That was in the Klimavan, van. So mm-hmm. that's uh, a tram in Bremen. That, with the initiative for scientists for future, the working group in Bremen. Mm-hmm. Now and then we organize talks within mm-hmm. the this this tram, uh, and we also try to do something for for the younger public yeah uh, so, so and they are in, in the last round Rebecca and I uh, read one of the stories of the of the second book
0: so the, the the tram goes around the city in Bremen and and you sit on it or stand on it? And we
2: were standing. Okay. It was not easy. <laughs> that was actually another challenge, another layer of challenge yeah. that I was not expecting because we had to read. So it was a reading event, right? Yeah. So it's not, okay. it's not like we can memorize. I mean, it's, it's yeah. a short story, but still long enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You cannot memorize it. So we had like, you know, a piece of paper and we had to read. I had to read a lot and, you know, I, I'm i'm someone that gets easily gets you know like motion sick Oh God! (laughs) to me it was very hard and if you ask me like where we went with the tram i like i have no idea i blacked out (laughs) i was just so focused on the reading and like you know also paying attention to the kids and whether they seem to be enjoying it or not i just know that there were like a lot of curves and there were like some situations (laughs) where i had to hold on to them you know that's so great but we did manage to read yeah, the whole yeah. story.
1: <laughs> yeah, the, the, the train is actually running in normal lines uh, for two years.
0: Do, do you know what number?
1: Uh, it, it, changed. it changes. It changes, okay. So I have seen it in the six, in the eight, in, in the four. All right. uh, I'm very happy every time I say, oh, clear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I Weird. it. Yeah, clean I for the talks, they are so Sonderfahrten, yeah. so they are special trips yeah. that they make uh, around starting oh, yeah. at the main office of the BSAG mm. uh, and then people have to re- register that has also to do with the pandemic to, to mm, have a, yeah. a control yeah, yeah. On, on how many yeah. people get in uh, contact details uh, and so on yeah. and then it is a round trip and uh, mm. we come back uh, we step out and then the, the next people get in and get the next
0: talk Sweet. and do you, is it is it a story that you've previously written or is it a completely new one or
1: uh, we, we pick one from from the second book that mm-hmm. uh, we didn't write ourselves but we had used that one already in some reading events so it was also okay. a bit modified so so to, to make it a bit shorter for mm-hmm. for telling uh, and to, to make the maybe the dialogues a bit more vivid yeah. so so we we knew the story well it was not our own, it was from Camila Neder, who okay. used yeah. to work at ABI. Uh, she hasn't finished yet, so maybe she's she will be coming team. back yeah. mm-hmm. uh, at ABI. So she's between Argentina, Cordoba, and, and ABI.
0: Sweet. And uh, do you, like you mentioned, that you sort of monitored the, the children, if they're, if they're liking it or not? Did, did, uh, how, how do you think the pickup was? I think it was
2: really amazing we asked some questions like you know when you're reading it's kind of hard to get the feeling like are you know are they like understanding what we're saying but afterwards we had you know some some time to actually talk to them about the story and Mm -hmm. ask okay what did you understand what is the name of the characters and the story I mean we did try to make it more concise and a bit you know easier to understand but it was still kind of dense you know there are like some concepts and you know like even some words in English like we had to say like (laughs) Potter And cove Potter Cove uh, it's just the name of the the it's the, the cove the oh, place right. where yeah, yeah the, the where plumy the the character is from yeah so um, so we were a bit worried like are they gonna you know get distracted by you know these complicated words or mm-hmm. but we were asking them, okay, what happened and what what did you understand and they seemed to have understood, i mean I, I had the impression that they understood you know at least the main message of the story mm-hmm. they were incredibly aware. Of, you know, climate change. Mm-hmm. It was not news to them. You know, like, they knew what we were talking about. Yeah. Um, they knew about climate change, about, you know, protests. Some of them had been to protests. And, it, you know, they knew what had to be done. <laughs> 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 they mentioned both, you know, individual actions that we can take. But also, like, mm-hmm. collective actions. Like, going to protests, joining a collective. And I was very surprised to hear that kind of awareness.
0: How, how, how What was the age range of, of the kids?
2: Maybe between yeah. six and...
1: 11, yeah, 12, were even
2: like younger, had the yeah. impression there were like some five. Yeah, but I'm not sure.
1: yeah there were some quite yeah. small, um, and the older one was going yeah. to the protest and allowing yeah, yeah. wow. himself a lot. Okay. Uh, and uh, speaking surprising. about density, Rebecca was saying that the story was still a bit dense, mm-hmm. and there was also some density in the story in the sense that it was about male water carrying a lot of sediment oh, into yeah. this cope in, in Antarctica and affecting the domestic life. Yeah. So, so yeah.
2: Yeah, it's not something that they can immediately relate to. Yeah, it's yeah, not absolutely. like, for example, the 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 musicians, which is a story that they probably know already. Yeah. So this one is like far, far away in Antarctica, and you know yeah. they probably I don't know if I've ever heard about Potter Cove, <laughs> probably <laughs> not. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, but but they seem to have understood everything. That's great.
0: Maybe maybe you did the the because you did such a good job of of. Uh, <laughs> telling it of communicating it
2: yeah I tried yeah. <laughs> See, <the laughs> being like motion sick and like I'm like, I'm trying to read this in German <laughs> oh God, yes. I, I
1: was doing the, like the, fa- <laughs> the funny part like screaming when the sediment <laughs> was coming
0: <laughs> actually,
2: <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I, so I was a narrator right and he yeah. was it was Plumy and you know the characters that were actually like speaking what is plumy? What? Plumi is the main character
1: yeah it's the, the name uh, is Plumy from Pluma in Spanish that is uh, feather. And it is a, a sea feather. Oh, okay. In, oh, yeah, right. Feather, yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Octo coral. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. In, in the Antarctic.
1: In the Antarctic. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. I know nothing about Arctic. Yeah, you see, climate. You know, <laughs> you know Arctic. I have
2: to say, me neither. Like, I learned a lot just like reading the story, translating the story. Yes. Yeah. You learn a lot also from environments where you you don't work and you don't know so much about. Incredible. Yeah, and the kids also learned. <laughs> so come, for example, that that's
1: where you want to be accurate. So mm-hmm. if you yes. want your story in Antarctica, you, you pick up a, a species that lives there. Yeah, yeah. You don't pick up a species that lives in, in the Arctic or mm-hmm. anywhere else, what is called, but doesn't live in Antarctica. Yeah. So this uh, there is a lot of freedom in the stories because yeah, we need characters, or, mm-hmm. so then the, the animals speak or the plants speak or, or whatever but they have to be the animals and the plants that belong to that environment yeah, you're so right. if your favorite turtle is the green turtle but it only lives in the atlantic you cannot place it in the pacific or, yeah. or you cannot make it uh, make a, a world round because it doesn't in yeah. reality so it, it has to stay in
0: so the normally part. at this part we get to the to your cvs but because you're two and and there, there's so much interesting stuff here to talk about maybe we'll just get into why or, or, or when did you catch the science communication bug like when when i mean you you both speak uh and an, a heap of languages like uh, let me <laughs> let me check um like for for rebecca it's it's portuguese english and german fluent then spanish advanced and basic french italian chinese so uh, <laughs> I, I i guess that lies the foundation
2: <laughs> Yeah, no, definitely. I I can say that it was definitely something that attracted me, like, in the project, right? To see, like, so many languages in it. Mm -hmm. And the team, again, was so diverse. uh, No, yeah, so during my PhD, I um, already had a a, a science communication or awareness raising project. Mm -hmm. So it's something that, yeah, that I'm attracted to, I can say. Uh, It's not something new, it's not something that started with once upon a time. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah,
0: it's all throughout your CV. There's always outreach, always uh, yeah. springs out at me. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's I, I
2: did a whole bunch of like internships yeah. at tourist visitor centers, like turtle, yeah, recovery centers, and mm-hmm. yeah, I've always really enjoyed that. So it's not something new, um, but I, I I have to say that it was during my PhD where it really approached or it really got closer to my to my research. Mm-hmm. So up until then it was something sort of on the side and not really connected mm-hmm. and during my PhD I actually found a way to connect both so I used like the immediate results that I got from my from my field work to produce this what I call awareness raising material so science communication material that I yeah that I actually was able to distribute in this area where I worked and even the feedback that I got on the material I could use it like for my research. Mm-hmm. So it was like a, you know, things were combined and it was like going back and forth between like research and science communication. And this is also something that I'm still doing, <laughs> still <laughs> trying to do. So yeah, so the, this project that I mentioned, it was a, a small grant that I got from the Ruffer Foundation mm-hmm. in the UK. And I'm applying for a second round of the same grant and I want to do something similar for my research here at HFMB. Yeah, oh, great. Has to, being able to combine both things. Yeah. Like, they can walk hand in hand.
0: Nice, yeah. science communicator through and through. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but when was your PhD, and, and in in Brazil well, only? Or?
2: Oh no, it, well yeah, the the few work was in Brazil. Yeah. So I went there like several times, and yeah. yeah, yeah but I, I did it in Bremen, like I was at ZMT. Right. Yeah. At the center. Leibniz center for Tropical Marine Research. That's the one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, exactly. Yeah. So you, yeah, and the University of Bremen, of course, yeah. and a collaboration with the um, Institute for Coastal Studies mm. uh, at the University of Para. Mm-hmm. So, the state of Para. Yeah. <laughs> now you know, it's in Brazil. Um yeah, and I'm still working with uh with uh, the same institute for the postdoc research. Right. So, yeah. And
0: and what exactly do you do now?
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So now I'm looking at specifically at what I'm, we call socioecological networks. Mm-hmm. Um. so I'm looking at you know like how people are connected for certain conservation projects so social groups are connected but also how they're connected mm-hmm. to the environments to ecological um, systems or ecosystems so yeah that's what I'm looking at now and um, still in Brazil so as my main study site I might go to other places yeah <laughs> <laughs> but Brazil yeah is uh, the main thing for now yeah. and um have you always yeah. gone
0: back to Brazil for for field work? Or yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I,
2: I was there like every year, and nice. yeah, it was great. Uh, yeah, I hope I can do that again. Of course, there was this big, uh, really long hiatus, like with the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was a, uh, but it was I managed. And I'm really happy I did. Yeah,
0: <laughs> nice. What about you, Emma? Uh,
2: I always had kind of some interest
1: in science communication. Mm-hmm. But it was indeed through through this project that uh, I really noticed how much fun uh, I have, um, yeah. how satisfactory it is, uh, how much I like the, this change with, with the with the people. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, also in, in, in a way that made me or, or helped me to, to decide to, to do an advanced training uh, and to changed my mindset, in because I, I was explaining so many things about the current climate change I and mean, about mm-hmm. climate change in the past, mm-hmm. and then often was the question, what can we do? Yeah. And there I didn't have answers or not answers that were, for me, scientifically grounded. So yeah. like, oh, I have read a little bit about this and that, uh, and then I decided, okay, I really want to learn about these things, and mm-hmm. then I did an advanced training in sustainability. Mm-hmm. Renewable energies, environmental law. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what
0: kind of training is this? Is this by a uni? Or
1: it, it was yeah. at the University of Bremen okay. uh, Academy for Weiterbildung. Yeah, okay. so it was a, a full year of courses, three months of uh, internship. Uh, and I really enjoy like going back to school yeah. in, in a way and learning about things that I always wanted to learn, but I didn't have the capacity during my yeah. research career because it's like, well, I'm reading... Complicated things all the time. Uh, in the evening uh, I don't feel like reading more complicated things, yeah. even though I, I would like to, but yeah. I'm not one of these persons who can work 60 hours in yeah. <laughs> a week and, and do everything well. Yeah. I'm uh, also the, the, the part of organizing the, the this project uh, it was also fun, mm-hmm. in, in a way, uh, I also realized, well, I'm maybe, m- I have more tendencies to generally, so I really like reading all these stories and commenting on all these stories and yes, where right. I do, do not know about the topic, uh, I read something and mm-hmm. then I can make some reasonable comments. Um, and this also opened my mind to other kind of jobs and how, is yeah. how I ended here and I am a scientific coordinator now. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I will be doing this in in another scale, uh, like coordinating the, the scientific work yeah. at the institute in in some of the projects not yeah. doing everything.
0: But 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 you're organizing um, or or your science communicator for for all of the projects or for a specific one or. Um... Uh, f-
1: for for these two two books, so, so oh, right. I, I was coordinating these two groups of people of thirty people. Yeah. That it was not always easy because everybody yeah, yeah. had their PhDs, their their postdocs running, uh, yeah. and you need to to get things done anyway. Yeah. And you know people are doing that mostly in the free time. So so it's how to to have uh, like you say in German and linking <laughs> <laughs> <to, laughs> oh, yeah. uh, uh, Left hand. Left hand. Uh, what, yeah. yeah. To to keep the group together, motivated, yeah. happy, um, producing, uh, and getting to a to a result. Yeah. And, and I enjoyed, so, yeah. Yeah, so I thought, yeah, that can be something
0: for me. So yeah, cool. Yeah. So, so that's exactly what you're doing now, or, or that led you to the job here at EDF and be a science coordinator. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and so so you would like to continue doing that?
1: In principle, yes. Yeah. I, I have just started, so I still it is still too early for for me to say how's my daily job here, but yeah, it's it's developing in in a, in a way I I like. So
0: yeah, sweet. Yeah. What, what do you organize? Like, what's the main task you organize
1: here? My, my main task is uh, organizing, well, principal organizing the, the writing of an excellent cluster proposal mm-hmm. that at the end is gonna be a bit change, uh, That idea it will be finally clarified during the, the next mm-hmm. weeks. So, like, uh, and, and then. Uh, I will be organizing some workshops here and there yep. and some the, of the interaction with the, the groups of sustainability at the Uni Oldenburg and yep. um, within the working groups here, trying to enable more uh, interaction, more yep. working together.
0: Very much needed. Do you work a lot with, with Ruth? Um, uh, on.
1: Not directly. Okay. Um, maybe it will come a bit in, in the future, yep. but since really for, for the overall for the umbrella of the full institute, so
0: I'm for a small part okay. here. Easy! And, and for you, what's uh, Rebecca, what's next for you, do you think? Um, how, how long sure. is your project
2: here? Yeah. Oh yeah, so um, I have three years, okay. which like six months are gone. <laughs> 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 so <laughs> yes, I have two years and a half, yeah. and I think the next steps are the actual field work, mm-hmm. which is what I want to do. On the upcoming months, I'll um, be able to look at, as I mentioned, like this social, cultural networks, mm-hmm. and it basically involves talking to people, which I absolutely love. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> we can tell.
2: <laughs> yeah, but like it's it's even different. Like when you are, you know, there, they are basically um, a local communities, right? Like mm-hmm. human. In this case, I'm talking about human communities. Yeah, yeah. So talking to them, <laughs> I, I mean, I could that. talk to fish communities, maybe that's... <laughs> 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 I wouldn't be surprised if some people could do it, but in my case, yeah. specifically, it's about like human communities mm-hmm. and yeah, that's what I did in my PhD and it was just amazing. I, I would enjoy it. I, w- I always enjoyed it so much and I thought I need to keep doing that. I need to keep um, interacting with people and lis- I mean, listening from them, you know, their perceptions, their ideas, their opinions, their values. Mm-hmm and and their knowledge i mean they know so much right about the yeah. mangroves i mean of course we have this you know scientific what we call scientific quote-unquote we cannot see that yeah, <laughs> i'm the, doing like quote unquote quote words, my yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah but they they have so much knowledge you know like and and we learn so much from them and we try so basically what my uh, outreach project was doing was trying to build this bridge mm-hmm. so not just it's not just science communication in this sense of like one directional flow, right? Like from science to the rest of the, the <laughs> interest groups, but more in the sense of like building this dialogue, because I think, you know, it's not like we need to, we need to be understood by, by the rest of the community, but also in the sense of like, well, there's a lot that we don't, don't understand either. Right. So like this, exactly. Yeah. Multidirectional yeah. <laughs> flow of uh, information.
0: Yeah. Sweet. So, um, this is already uh, uh, a bit of script. I think we went a bit of script, but only because your, your uh, science communication project is so awesome and sounds so interesting. So I had to spend mm-hmm. more time on this.
1: Yeah, and, and uh, I would like to, to go back to yeah. a question that stayed kind of open because you, you were saying, yeah, and this, this project uh, got so extended, yeah. and were you expecting that? And there, Rebecca emailed me in, in March. Or in April, do you remember? Maybe you, you want to say something? <laughs> no, I actually don't remember. <laughs> okay, I, I email you a lot, I have the feeling. <laughs> she wrote me at some point saying, Hey, Heva, I'm working now at this school institute in, in Oldenburg, oh, uh, and I'm thinking about introducing the project. Ah, yes. What do you think about it? And I was like, just give me a few weeks, because maybe I'm coming as well. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I was just was, uh, it being it was invited really for funny. the interview or yeah, something. Yeah, it oh, was really crazy. funny. Yeah. I told her,
2: like, Emma, hey, I'm, I'm at this really cool institute now, and I want you know everyone to get to know once upon a time. And maybe yeah. we can have more people to join. Um, yeah, so maybe that's something that we can do here. We can maybe Absolutely. organize a, a, what we, we call here, like this research seminar, right? We have um, these presentations every couple of weeks. Mm-hmm so we could do that and it, yeah talk about the project and maybe yeah, if anyone should. is interested in writing a story yeah um, i, I, I th- would th- not tell anyone how how long it oh, takes exactly, yeah. oh, <laughs> and how much really work it this. is <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I'll edit it out only
2: yeah. only the people that listen to the podcast will know that it's really hard work <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> otherwise we're gonna say oh it's easy peasy you know you sit down in front of your laptop and you
0: yeah i think it... i completely underestimated this until i talk to you now <laughs> this is incredible
2: i mean i don't know maybe there are some people that can do that you know i'm not gonna say that yeah, it's a general thing, but in my case, it was definitely a lot of. Yeah, work. it is
1: also you have all the other things to do, so yeah. so even when you get the, the reviews, maybe you you don't address them immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, with scientific papers, so sometimes you you get. Personally touched by the reviews, like ah, yeah. yes, I was I doing think. a good job, uh, and, and this is even more hard because it it's, is? It's, okay. it's, it's a product of your heart, your your story yeah. that you you thought it's so nice, so cool, uh, and, and yeah. then you get the critics, uh, and you need some time first to digest, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and then you realize, mm, yeah, I see the point. <laughs> I'm it's gonna okay. change it, yeah. but I really like so much this sentence. Yeah, but nobody understands that sentence, but it's, it sounds so good. No, no, it's, it's <laughs> only to you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so so it's, it's a bit, m- yeah, it gets more to the, to the personal oh, yeah. part of, of writing and, and of feeling like yes. what is your taste and what is the other taste and, and what is something that people will be able to understand or, or not. Yeah. I,
2: yeah, I guess once you create a story, it's really hard to let go of it, right? Like mm-hmm. you have the story, you have the characters. Yes. So if you have to change something like the plot or you have to l- let some characters go, you're like, no, <laughs> <laughs> <It's> my <favorite. laughs> No. So it is hard. It is kind of yeah. hard.
0: Yeah, those are insights that I've never heard about <laughs> storytelling. So this uh, is uh, yeah. exceptionally incredible and, and I, I, valuable. I, I, I bet
1: if, if you speak with any writer, it will he or she will be telling yeah. something similar uh, I guess. Yeah. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> but anyway, maybe just with, us. <laughs> the, with the pod- podcast, we, we can make some first advertisement, like, hey, exactly. people <laughs> at High FMB. <laughs> maybe we can produce a fair book of Once Upon a Time, oh, Scientific yes. Fairy tale. <laughs> yes. Is there 100%. funding
0: for it? Would there be funding for it? Not yet. Uh, not yet. Okay. That will
1: be the next step. Okay. First, getting a critical mass of people Motivated yeah. writing yeah, sure. and then um, <laughs> get uh, onto once I, I, upon a time unsure sure that yeah. the, the money could be workaround
0: around. Yeah, we'll we'll link it in the in the podcast description for sure.
1: Yep. yeah, thank you.
0: Okay, um, we're almost at an hour mark. Uh, uh, do you have anything that you wanted that wasn't mentioned that you want to still mention that you want to say? Anything, goes.
1: <laughs> no, I will just say thank you to anyone who has listened until this point. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Maybe just to situate, because um, I guess Hema is sort of working on her own here at HFMB, but I am uh, embedded sort of in the the marine governance group, so I guess mm-hmm. it's also important to say that I am working in a group of amazing people, and yeah, that really inspire me also to keep doing this outreach work. It's we great. have people working with arts, and you know, working also with um, local communities, and yeah, it is. It is really inspiring. Yeah, what motivates yeah. me exactly. So, yeah, and and Kim Peters, my so, my advisor here, she's also an inspiration. Yeah. So yeah, pushing me towards geography, <laughs> <laughs> and maybe I'll be able to write a totally different story, more li- you know like geography um, oriented. Exactly. The other ones really like biology. So yeah, yeah, also expanding our fields of uh, research and also what we write.
0: We're looking forward to it. Yes. <laughs> That's it. Thank you very much. And, thank you. Uh, Welcome. Everybody check oh, out Once Upon do. a Time. Yeah, no worries. Thank you. Yeah,
2: thank <laughs> you, Jan. Bye-bye. Bye.
0: Want to dive deeper? Surf over to hifmb.de
2: or follow us on Twitter at hifmb